grab a bottle of water and come and take a pew up here. I'm actually really excited about what they're going to share. Rob and I were having a great conversation before the service and Rob said, how vulnerable do you want me to be? And um, I said, vulnerable, Rob, vulnerable. Thanks, Sal. Because um, we want to be real and raw and authentic, don't we? And we don't want to pretend that we're just all on a perfect journey. <laughs> Yeah, you can be the, go for it, wherever you're comfy, guys. So I'm actually going to ask them some questions and just open up this fathering journey a bit more because we get it wrong and we get it right and God teaches us and he grows us and he transforms us and sometimes we make God a part of the journey and sometimes we exclude him. <laughs> Not that he's ever gone anywhere, but sometimes we're just tuned out. So we're actually just going to ask some questions and just let these beautiful men of God share their heart, share some of their journey, and to really encourage you as fathers, because we really want to love on you all this morning. So thank you for that you can adjust the chairs. Oh, you feel very high. <laughs> all right, so our first question is, and we'll start with Ross. And we'll just move along. How does that sound? So tell us a little bit about yourself and who's in your family. Okay. I'm Ross. I'm um, uh, about myself. Uh, we always go to work, don't we? I spent many years in graphic design and then about 10 years ago went truck driving. as a bit of a tree change, a God thing. They took me to... Um, I have four children. They're not mine. We have four children, four beautiful children. The youngest is 20, about to turn 21 and the eldest is 27. So we have three sons and one daughter. So the eldest son, second eldest son, then a daughter. Born in the middle of it all, surrounded by very boisterous brothers. Yes, and then a younger son after her. So that's a little bit about me. Is that all right? Um, yeah, so I'm Lockie. Um, I'm a... <laughs> no, wrong meaning. It's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm an electrician by trade, um, but I got out off the tools and I've gone into teaching at TAFE. Um, so I've been doing that since 2018. So that's been a bit of a, yeah, bit of a God thing as well, actually. Um, you can ask me about it at some stage if you'd like. Um, uh, I've got three beautiful little kids. Lincoln, uh, who's almost six, Evelyn, who's almost three, and Talitha, who's almost eight months old. So, um, Love yeah, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, and of course, lovely wife Claudia. Yeah, yeah, of course. Let's get going. <laughs> um, I'm Rob. Good day. You, most of you would know Anna and I, but we, we met a lot of years ago and uh, through another church and youth group. So we, we got together very young. Uh, we have four lovely boys who are now well in their adult years. Andrew and Daniel, 
who were twins, and Chris and Nathan, who, well, Chris attends here fairly regularly, Nathan sometimes. But, uh, and we took on, I don't, that's how we adopted, but we took on a bit of responsibility for Anna's sister's kids when she passed away suddenly. Uh, so we have uh, Adam and Travis and Amanda, who are an extended family, um, and but they're sort of like ours as well, and we do a lot of stuff together, and uh, we, we were there for them through some difficult times. And, but between all of those and our guys, there's over about a dozen grandchildren, so uh, we're... Yeah, that's, that's basically, in a nutshell, who we are. That's great. Excellent. Thanks, Rob. All right, we can pass it back to Ross. No, I can go from Rob back to Oh, we could go from Rob back. That's uh, yeah. I, I've, I had the ability to look through these questions, and I, I struggled over this one. Um, now my dad was was uh, older when I was born. He was in uh, just turned forty two, and um, yeah, we had a good relationship. But I wish he had been able to speak more, had been able to do for, more with me. But as I've gotten older and and understood part of his journey and my parents' journey, I am able to understand where he came from. Um, there was tragedy in their lives as, a, as younger, younger people. Uh, I, I had a sister that I didn't know about until I was mid to late teens and she passed away at five months old, their first child. And I, I imagine what that was like to drag through the rest of the family and and the pain that they felt from that, uh, that and that ha that happened whilst my dad was recovering from um, sickness that he had from when he was stationed in the islands he was in the air force so our mum was I think on her own and as far as I know my grandfather organised a funeral and there was there was tragedy there so in a nutshell yeah there's bits and pieces I remember with my dad but I wish there was more. I, I do remember sitting on summer days watching cricket, uh, and I do I remember a lot of things, but there's nothing really major. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for being so honest. Well, um, yeah. I think I think I've got it. Um, okay. You probably have to do that later, though. Um, yeah, my dad. Um, he's a teacher as well, or was a teacher, um, and he's retired now up in New South Wales. Lucky him. Um, he was he was always very busy, but not in a not in a bad sense. Like he was always doing stuff, like whether it to do with um, w with teaching or or um, you know renovating the house or, or whatever. You know he was he was always really busy. But um, the one thing that really stands out to me is that um, he would never say no um, to anything. Like Dad, can you come and kick the footy with me? And he'd, yep. Um, Dad, can you bowl the tennis ball to me so I can practice cricket? You know, he'd, he'd always, he would never say no and he'd always be there. Like, um, for years he'd actually be my caddy on the golf course. <laughs> um, and and he'd, he'd just, he wouldn't play, he'd just walk, you know, walk, walk the golf cart with me and watch me do some good shots and some terrible shots. And, 
and then we moved next door to a golf course and I stopped playing golf. So <laughs> figure. But yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. But no. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so, no, he just he just never never said no to anything and you know, even even if he was, you know, busy um, you know, painting weatherboards or something like that, he'd always involve me, you know, like I'd do a terrible job but he'd uh, he'd 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 include me in everything. So yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Ross, what about your dad? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's loud. Um, yeah. Uh, look, my my dad was um, a, a a bit of a dark. A, we all call him a bit of a dark horse, a bit of a still waters run deep kind of man. It's the fra phrase that my mother always used. I haven't lived with my dad since I was about 13 or 14. He then moved away for work away. It didn't, the family didn't blow up or anything. He, he was just gone. He would, he would come home every month or so um, or two. He was just working away in central Australia, out back Queensland. Um, but before that time, up until that time, my father was very much around the house, um, very, very quiet. Um, but a man who always sang and wrote music and was composing music oh, wow. um, in in his he had a beautiful office right out the front of our house in the veranda of an old the old Queensland. We lived in many houses, but this is the formative time of coming through my the end of my you know from t high school um, was the only time we were ever settled. We moved many many times, uh, twenty five times in my childhood. Um, wow. But uh, the, the, the preeminent, I can never remember much that my father said. He was a man of very, very few words, as opposed to my mother, who's a beautiful, happy chatterbox. Um, but the feeling, especially in those times when I lived with him, and I think this, left, this is what left a huge gap for me once Dad was gone, was I had around him an incredible feeling of safety, of... of, of and it, 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 it's, it's, it's beautiful, it, it tears me up, that that, that is the, the residue of that, of that time living under his wings. Was I, I never feared anything um, while Dad was around, while Dad was home, while Dad was part of our... And yet he never, he never did any of those kind of together things with me. He was away early, were a very, very hard worker and never ever complained, never ever was angry, um, never judged anybody. Um, I never heard an argument um, between him and my mother. Um, so in incredibly stable, but then not close to the heart. Yeah, but that, but a really secure and really, really safe. Yeah, that's what I carry on my father. And that's returned later on as I've um, gotten to know him as an adult.
All right, next question. So what has been or is the best thing or the greatest joy about being a dad? So the best mm. part of being a dad, the greatest joy of being a dad. I, yeah, and it's... Um, Tricky, they're tricky to answer because there is so many things. Yeah. There's so many really beautiful things, but something has to rise to the top. And I think it's something that um, Ali and I both enjoy, not just with our own kids either. It's like there are people here, <laughs> you know, and we know in churches that we held when they were babies. And I think it's this thrill, this wonder, this this privilege of being able to witness somebody's journey from, from here, from Talitha, from that size, right through to them having their own children or well beyond, you know, and it, it, to watch it in our children and, uh, and, and we've had that, it, we just know each other so well, you know, it's uh, that, that we now have all this sh shared history that is so, so beautiful that is so precious and all these we you know there's just a certain sentence that any of us can say and we all fall about in laughter you know because we get it because it builds over the years and things so that there's i love that that longer journey i think my father had it too he he said it a couple of times he struggled with the little kids <laughs> but enjoyed it much, much more so when they got bigger. And as we shaped into adults, I, I now hear him, even these days, still say to me, wow, you guys have all turned out so much better than I imagined. <laughs> <laughs> so much better, you know. I mean, that was the fear of his heart. He didn't know where we were going to go. And we didn't either. But it, that, that, that love, that, that enjoyment of who we have become or who we are becoming, yeah, I think, yeah. for me, yeah. as a dad, is that's, that's real. There's the gold for me. Yeah, that's I like that. yeah I'd probably have to say that um, just, just watching them grow into their personality is, is, is really precious to me. Um, just seeing who, who, are they, who they are becoming. Um, yes. You know, and I'm blessed to have you know three at three different stages. So um, Lincoln's just going to school this year, um, and we've seen some really big changes in the last twelve months uh, in him. Um, and some of those have been difficult; others have been just amazing. You know, seeing how how quickly he's able to um, pick things up and develop, but just just the the um, the heart that he has is just. Oh, it's just it's so beautiful, <laughs> and you know I, I see it in him. And then, then his little sister Evelyn is completely polar opposite, which is <laughs> very boisterous, and 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 um, uh, she's she's just awesome too. And and Talitha just just blows raspberries at the moment, but that's that's awesome too. You know, little grin that you get from her, and you know this morning I um I went into the room, morning Talitha, and there's this biggest toothless smile just you know it's just it's a really beautiful thing so just the joy that they bring yeah. seeing them at, the, at their different stages and and um yeah yeah that's that's it it's it's hard yeah, i i hear lucky season it's hard yeah we're on real different stage 
that uh, I, I'm probably enjoying that phase with grandchildren and have been for a while now. To, but uh, the younger years were difficult as we were we were really do, doing life. We were struggling. I was. I was uh, working uh, long hours and I probably missed a lot of time with our boys so, um, when they were at that phase. Um, but but I, I, th I think back and you know, we, we did a lot of stuff. We did a lot of camping trips. We did weekends whenever we could and school holidays we'd get away as we could. And, and I, th I think hearing back that that was worth it. They, uh, we ask our guys from time to time what their best memories are and they think of uh, getting away with cousins when we're up the river and fishing and doing the stupid things they used to do and probably I used to encourage them anyway. But, but to, to, to go through to, to look at what's, what's best, I go to come to something that's later uh, and to, to partake in events and things that involve the, the grandchildren, the boys. Um, we did did a trail ride. Uh, it's, it's a few years ago now, but the, to have Nathan's boys come along and and join us while we're riding a trail and camp out and spend nights and and, and that was good. That we I really looked at that and I think I got my boys and their boys along on a journey and that, I really really felt that. But probably the the best in thinking of that, the best thing I had was you know, it's nearly ten years ago now, but. We, Chris, Chris and I, Chris probably drove it more than anything, but we we did it. We rode. We wanted to do a ride, and that sort of started us on this this journey. But we picked up that my dad had ridden his his bike. He wanted to go to a church youth camp in Hamilton. He lived near Yarrawonga, and it it's. Um, he was 20 at the time and he thought, well, how am I going to get there? So he and a mate rode their bikes from, from there to Hamilton. So we, we traced that. We traced that journey and uh, I remember a comment I made somewhere along the way, you know, he didn't finish at Hamilton, he went home again. So, so, so we, we did the round trip. And, but to do that with, with all three of the boys and the, we had support crew come along and help us, that, that was... That was really special with them, and and to uh, to honour my dad. Um, uh, it was it was a real emotional time. It was the the camp was at the Hamilton Showgrounds, and when we rode into the showgrounds, it was that was uh, emotionally pretty tough. But it was at that what what was really special about that was that he met a a group of young women there, and one of those became my mum. So, so it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was a special time. It is, and uh, Nathan and Chris took our our photos and bit of video and GoPro footage, and we've got a a, a, a short movie that we can look back on and and remember what went on and some of the silliness that happened and. Yeah. 
I, I think sometimes to to have to make do, you pull together a bit harder and you work together to you, you get a bigger understanding and I, I've always I've found that whenever a group of people or there's family or whoever, they go on a journey together and they have to learn to depend on each other, it, it creates something that, that is lifelong lasting between them. It, it is a big one, but yeah, the 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 journey early on was was missing out on things that um, I probably felt that it was my duty to be the breadwinner to bring home the bacon to. We were renovating a house, uh, sort of a few years into our, our time, but all the boys were along then, and so we, it was always you know, pocket to, at the end of the week, there was no money left sort of thing. I mean, it, and it, it was tough. Uh, at the job I had at that time, I was on, potentially on call 24-7, 365. I could get dragged. I worked six days a week or five and a half days a week and that could drag out um, and I could get dragged away anywhere on any particular project that would take me into working long hours and uh, it, that took me away a lot so I, I missed a lot of time and I, I was probably what you'd call an absent dad a lot which was, was really difficult. Um, the, the, the last of those jobs I went on as an example I I looked at the end of, I had 10 days, I'd gone to do a couple of days in Mildura, I had 10 days there and I'd worked, actually worked 160 hours in that time. The rest was a bit of sleep and I, I think I was supposed to be managing other projects at that time back here in Ballarat or in Geelong and it, it just, yeah. Uh, the hardest thing of that was at the end of all that, uh, I, I had, well I had to be all sorts of things to all sorts of people. But I wasn't useful as myself for anybody to to be with anything, and I just um, I wasn't a good father. I wasn't a good husband. I just I just wasn't anything. I was probably at a, st a point where, in some of those times, I was at the end of my mental tether. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, there was yeah, there was, and I walked away from a couple of jobs, and yeah, but. Uh, but it, uh, it's probably twenty-five years ago, I think something like that. I, um, it, I I paint a picture of it being bad, but a lot of it was was good. I I learnt so much through that time about who I was. I was probably mentored into what I'm doing now through that time and. Uh, but I, I can look back at, at difficult situations and I can see that I was being cared for all the way through. Yeah. Now I can look. And at that time I thought, yeah, what, what the heck's going on here? I, you, know, you, just, you just do what you do because you've got to do what you do. And do you think it valued time with your children more now because you felt like you missed some of that 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah it's a, um, I think having, in, more, in recent years here, we've done a couple of sessions and courses. Of, we've delved into a lot of um, mind space stuff um, to do the parenting children course we led and yeah. we've still got that and it's we found that so good or I found it so good to to look back as part of that looks at the journey of you being parented uh, and that that actually opened up some wounds for me that I was able to 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 get some uh, some help with that um, but it's it, it is that is such a good thing to do and it is I think if uh, if I had anything to say, it's, it's that we can always be better at what we do and we should make whatever tools are available, yeah. take them on to, yeah. to improve ourselves in what we can be. Yeah. Um, I hear, I know God carries us through the journey. I hear a lot of people say, well, you just need God. Yeah, but how, how do you fit God into your situation? Yeah. Um, we need tools to make that happen. Um, I've, I've been, I've thought about it a bit. It used to be, um, you know, when, I've, when, when Lincoln was first born, it was, it was really tough for me to, um, I guess, put myself aside, you know. Um, you, you know, the time that I used to have to myself um, to, to, you know, fill, fill my tank, I suppose. Um, it that time wasn't there anymore and you know since then we've had two more and so there's there's less time and less and less time and uh, um yeah <laughs> dying to self but um i said i used to think it was that and now um i probably find the hardest part about it is when they're sick i really really struggle with the fact that you know um there's really no nothing you can do but pray <laughs> um and you know we've we've had some ongoing health issues and stuff with Lincoln's got a bit of an ongoing c cough and res respiratory sort of thing going on at the moment, um, and that you know um, it it sort of started you know you like you know and you don't you don't know what to what what path to go down to to help him fix it you know obviously you keep praying and and you know you you wonder sort of what. What avenue you go down in the in the in the physical as well, you know. Um, at the moment, where we're sort of cut out all dairy and stuff because when he was younger, he had the dairy intolerance and all that sort of stuff that you you just never thought you'd ever have to deal with. I mean, when Lincoln first came out, um, he went straight into the humidity crib, and um, Claudia didn't even get to hold him for. I think it was 14 hours or something after he came out. So um, I got a quick hold and, and I said, oh, gee, he's quiet. And the nurse sort of, that pricked her ears up and she grabbed him and took him away. And that was all we sort of saw from him. So, um, 
you know, it's just it's just so hard to see them ill or sick or you know not not knowing how you know because I I have to do stuff I have to you know I, I have to, I have to fix things yeah yeah so that, that's that's definitely the hardest part for me yeah yeah. Um, look, I, yeah, like before I had children, I, I think it was just nobody, you don't have to do a course, nobody has to sign you off, declare you competent, you don't have to apply, you know, you just, you can just go out and do it, you know, and, 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 and no one even questions it or anything, um, and if they did, you probably wouldn't listen, look, before I had children, I, I had never even held a child. I'd never even picked up a kid. So I was a very self, you know, I'd, I'd gone it alone. I was very self-centred, um, very good at looking after myself. Um, and uh, like I watch, I watch Samuel here playing with kids and mucking around with kids and enjoying kids. And I go, and I think, man, you're just miles ahead. It's all, it's so good. I had nothing, it's zero that, you know. I could pull a whole, I could pull an engine out of a car in about an hour, but that is of no help to raising children whatsoever, you know. So I had a very particular set of skills. Um, I think, look, for me, it was just, um, I didn't know what I was doing for a very, very long time, and that turned. Um, into frustration and then eventually into rage um, and the fierceness um, that I directed for far too long at my children. Um, all that frustration just pouring out, so easily tripped and triggered um, until, until it got to um, really messy, risky levels, you know, which is what really forced me 14 or 15 years ago to like start running those men's retreats that we did that was they were for me you know and 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 the the, the dad's playgroup that i started was for me <laughs> you know even though my kids are a bit older it's like holy crap this is a hard time with these little ones this is wild country and um and i i i i i, I kind of I very much do well with parenting now because I did so crap um, earlier along. I just did so badly um, and it, I, I, I just know how to get it wrong. And you know, and, and you know the warning signs, you see it in others and, and, and that empathy then for them. You know, I was talking last Saturday at, at, the, at the lake, at the, at the market, there's a young dad that we just got chatting to with kids, you know, and um, 
And, I, and a few of his little fears, he had very young children, he was already starting to worry about what they would do when they left home, you know. And we, we lost contact with him and Ali, Ali got stuck in a stall and I spotted him going past and I had that Holy Spirit sense to go straight back to him and to encourage him about the long journey of fathering, you know. And he was so, he just melted, you know. I put my hand on his heart, complete stranger, and just spoke prophetic words <laughs> into his heart so that he would find his way, you know, in the future there in a good way because I think mum's, get it a lot more intuitively, whereas for, for us, for guys, many of us don't. We are all, all thumbs. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's been the toughest thing for me was, was, was hurting my children with my ferocity and my rage for too long. And, um, th- yeah, yeah. Because my dad was so absent, um, uh, you know, when, when he was gone or when I was gone from him, um, you know, from those very, very early teenage years onwards, um, you know, I've, I've been an unfathered soul. And, uh, and I, th- I think that so much of that, that was, that was so much of my rage, so much of my anger was, was focused back on my father. I, I didn't hate him, but I'd be, my heart was hurting and there was this massive longing that just I carried with me this huge huge backpack of longing uh, and that that I focused all completely on my dad Um, you know eventually God healed a lot of things in me I was able to go back to my dad and say and we 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 stayed up for a whole night and he's in his 70s here in his 60s when this happened we stayed up for a whole night and I talked to all those things that it hurt me and disappointed me and and that and he he never he was awesome he never minimized it he never discounted he just he kept saying again and again he I I actually had no idea that that was how that was affecting you and then would fill me in a little bit on sometimes the picture of what was going on for him or for mum or the rest of the family around it and we just kind of worked through things and you know I God had to heal my heart first before I could talk to him, otherwise he could have, without my heart whole and healed, yes. I could I could have gone there and just got more wounding, 
and, and, and that didn't happen. And so once I'd, I'd already forgiven him and then we talked these things through and then it, he felt relief, <laughs> you know, because he knew that there was something between us, you know, and um, I've completely forgotten what the question is. But it's like... Right. I, I do digress. Yes. So in this unfathering, you know, I could never call. For a long time, I, I just went at this whole idea of God as Papa and as Father. He was like, God. Yes. That'll do. Yeah. And it's like only, only as my heart has been healed, and part of that was my dad just graciously stepping past all the carnage that he'd unwittingly done um, and that was part of it but it was way way more to that um, eventually it's probably been only been in these last 10 years that I've had the courage to even start using the word papa and I think that's and and father and 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 that is almost a key <laughs> to unlocking the door you can't fake it sort of thing but it's like very aware of being fathered and and fathering goes into all sorts of little things like holding your kids when you're sick now there's all sorts of things running the places encouraging words celebrating with them taking them places watching them delighting in them i don't know turning up um more than just turning up you know and so i have found myself father by god and then once you understand the way he loves to father, loves to father, then you back read it into your entire life and just go, I have been beautifully fathered the entire way, actually, and none of it's been wasted or lost or none of it was purposeless at all. All, all the mess, all the hardship, all the difficult things were entirely necessary, you know, in terms of forming me and making me the beautiful human that I am, you know, so it's been a big thing, it's, I can't, I honestly cannot think of one particular, it's just, yeah. There was a point where God wanted to prove to me, and I think I've shared it here before, that he loved me so, so dearly, and that was when I was doing the Adelaide, regular Adelaide nightly runs, and I would pull up at stall every night and I would have a sleep in my truck for 23 minutes every night. I don't know why. I always woke up after 23 minutes. Um, and I would get out of my truck and I would walk over to stall Macca's and I would get a coffee. And every time for two and a half years, every single time when I walked back with my coffee to my truck, I would just burst into tears. And it's like he just... I don't know, it's like he walked back to the truck. I don't know what he did. He never said a thing. He never did anything. It's just like I just kept crying and crying and crying and I felt so loved. It was like, I, it was like when I was in my truck, I was like in a little cubby house and my dad said, come and let's get a, a drink together and I'll walk you back to your cubby house. It was, it was that simple and yet it was profoundly profound. And I can't explain what he did there, but it's just transaction after trying love after love after love in the most simple, nothing in the Bible about that way, you know? Fig, go figure. Really, really beautiful, the microphone. <laughs> so you weren't crying about the poor coffee? No, no. <laughs> it wasn't because of the bad coffee. <laughs> um, I, 
Yeah, look, I don't know how I can follow that up. Um, uh, no, it, it was just so much of that is so accurate um, for my journey as well. Um, you know, I, I didn't, didn't know God growing up. Um, it's sort of only been the last 10 years where I've sort of really, really got to know him. And um, uh, even the last, uh, I'd say, four years is when I've really, really got to know him and, and, and tangi tangibly felt his love on my life. Um, and as Ross said, you, you can then you can then backtrack it and, and, and see exactly where he's been the whole time, like the golden footsteps, like you know, and, and the way that he, he fathers is just he's he's just so generous and extravagant, you know. Um, uh, you know, you, you need a job, here's a job. Um, you need some money, here's some money. Um, you, you're having a hard week, or oh, someone knocks at the door with a meal. It's just it's just the way that he does that is just. You know, I mean, you, you guys have seen my guitar. That was a gift from God. You know, he, he, saw, he saw a need and used someone to provide the money for that guitar. And, and you know, because he, he, he wanted to see me in, in worship and, and, and up in front of people. But prior to two years ago, prior to the COVID period, I, I hadn't worshipped, like, worship-led anyone. And he got me, he got me leading guitar in a, in a park. And, and worshiping and, and, and you know groups of ten when you're allowed to gather as ten, how crazy has the last two years been? Um, but just yeah, the, the way that he he just meets you in your time of need and, and you know yeah sure it can be eleventh hour stuff. Um, and I think he likes to show off in that sense. <laughs> but he. <laughs> but um, you know you, the the thing I love about that is that he. He demonstrates how fatherhood should be done, and and you know to be able to uh, um, see him doing that in my life, and then being able to translate to that that to my children is 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 you know, and even just you know Holy Spirit convicting you as soon as you've something comes out of your mouth that you you know isn't very nice, you know. You've told your kids off for no reason at all. Just because you're in a grump doesn't mean that they should get told off for it. But, you know, Holy Spirit just straight away says, you need to apologise. <laughs> get it over and done with, apologise now, and it'll be, you know, and, and that's, that's where I'm at at the moment, you know. He, he, he speaks to me um, right now, you know, and, and, and tells me, you know, corrects me. I think correction is a, is a really big thing for me at the moment. But um, just how any loving dad would, you know. Oh, you pro probably shouldn't do that, mate. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, well, you know, you're watching your kids climb up something, you're like, they're going to fall. Maybe they need to fall this time, though. And, you know, it's just like, oh, do I, don't I? And it's just like, yeah, I, I just, it's... Yeah, and, and nothing nothing prepares you for <laughs> for for it, and but but you know you're looking at God's trail in your life, and and you just know that He's He's had you the whole time, yeah. uh, even when you didn't feel like He had you. Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah. I I fully agree with what you've said there. That yeah, God God's. Um, is there the whole journey, regardless of, of where you're at, what you, what position you're at, whether you're you know on your knees every day or, or whether you're you know, never on your knees? It's, he's still there, and I, I can look back over times in our lives, and I, I won't 
go too far because of, of how our time's going. But uh, um, <laughs> way, yeah, we're, we're a bit over it. But um, one, one, I'll, I, I just look at times and I think I didn't do that on my own. I couldn't have. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, now a time when when Anna was in hospital for some time, I never knew. Now looking back, whether she was even going to come home, um, and our, our boys were you know, this size. Um, but one one probably significant one there is when we were we'd met through a youth group. We were in our, our mid-teens, and by chance, <laughs> by chance, we caught up when I was living in Ballarat, and we started seeing each other regularly. Um, a, a lot of our conversation then was about having children, how our family dynamics were, the things that didn't work in our family situations without going into detail, but the things that we saw that we're never going to do that. We never want that to be the experience for our, for our kids, whether they are our kids collectively or, or wherever. We weren't at that point. but. Um, and I, I think there was some stuff that came out of that that we became what well, we thought were mottos. But you read the book of Proverbs and you say, ah, ah, ah. And I think we, were, we didn't know that. So that had to be God. It had to be God guiding, guiding those conversations and steering us in a direction that I've seen what's happened in your, your life, uh, your, your, your growing up. I don't want you to carry that further. We're break that, breaking that there. And, um, and I, think, actually I think Ross said that, uh, uh, Mel said, there's no, there's no book that comes with your kids. And um, what we learned about parenting, we catch from our parents or people, other, our, our peer group's parents. That's where we learn our parenting. And if, if there's bad stuff there, that's what we learn. And that's, we've got to find ways to break that. Yeah, God's there. You've just there's resources, there's stuff available, uh, there's people available, and I think that you get more out of talking to someone who's been there and done it than uh, than anywhere else. He snuck in. We're giving some gifts. Oh, you can hold it for me to thank the guys. Thank you, Locke. Happy Father's Day. Thank you, Rob. Happy Father's Day. Thank you, Ross. Happy Father's Day. 
have a wonderful Father's Day, everyone. Oh, and Pastor Andrew, we have a little Father's Day gift for you because you're a beautiful father. And if there's anything that I know is that he does hold each and every one of us so dear to his hearts. And he is just a beautiful father that is always praying, um, standing with us, journeying with us. You know, there's never a time when he's not available because if people are in need, he just wants to love us. So we want to honour you as well, Pastor Andrew. You're a beautiful father in the house. So happy Father's Day. Have a beautiful, you know, enjoy time with family, enjoy time with friends, whatever you're doing to celebrate. Thank you for joining with us this morning and thank you to our beautiful fathers that shared. You really blessed our hearts big time. Thank you. Happy Father's Day.